Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Today we're here to talk about changing your lifestyle to change your outlook on life. And we don't want you to get overwhelmed by the title either. We know that change is hard and it's very hard to do and very scary to do as well. But but if the changes you are making are for the better, for the future, for yourself, for others that you care about, then it's always worth it, right? It's always worth it in the long term. But short term, it can be very overwhelming. So generally speaking, it's better to try to change only like one specific thing at a time instead of changing everything at once, which we haven't really been following those rules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Monique and I, um, we started, we didn't take that advice and we had like all these, all these different goals at once, which Mm -hmm. really overwhelmed us. And we, you know, we were starting this podcast, um, me going back to school, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, part-time work with my dad, um, you know, trying to hit the gym still, uh, building our forever home, Mm -hmm. uh, elimination diet. Yeah. Not, not loving it, but I know it's good for me. (laughs) Uh, you know, cleaning our house out and, and reorganizing it, Mm -hmm. baby stuff, trying to have a baby. Um, and also Monique, you know, quitting her job. So her stress levels could come down. So would make it easier for us to have a kid because they were just way too high yeah um and uh you know we realized with all this going on in the background it was like just really um you know like making us really depressed Mm -hmm. and even though we weren't drinking we're still depressed so it's like you know which we should be happy right yeah just too many things on the plate at once Mm -hmm. and we were like pretty much like oh we didn't do it, but we felt like saying fuck it and let's have a drink once in a while. Yeah, we like we never, in, never actually went out and did it, obviously, but the thoughts were there. Unfortunately, we had each other to support each other, so we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, that's pretty much the only reason that um, I didn't go back to drinking, or you didn't, because we're like we don't want to ruin what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a plus. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a few too many things on the plate, and as this process is going on, we're slowly starting to take things off the plate to make them more manageable, but we're trying to give you this advice ahead of time so you don't mis- make that mistake either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and actually, when, once we were done with our wedding, we, we told, like, okay, we pretty much said, after the wedding, you know, we're not going to like put anything else on a plate for a while well like that lasted about like a month month i was gonna say three months but that's probably being too generous it was it was pretty much a month after we got back from the honeymoon everything kicked back up yeah exactly because we're on this kind of self-improvement thing for so long Mm -hmm. and um but sometimes trying to improve too many things can be actually destructive because you're you're not 
allowing yourself to focus on certain things and it's just too overwhelming. No, I mean, that's true. And trust us, we're not here to complain, obviously. We're here to help. And the reason we were telling you about the mistakes we have made is because we want you to not make those mistakes so that way you can be more successful. Mm -hmm. um, so we just want you to know that we really do know that even with the overwhelm feelings, like this is such an exciting time for us because we're finally like gaining real control on our life, on our days again, um, that we both had really lost to the decade-long abusive relationship we had with alcohol. Mm. I mean, it really was an abusive relationship. So now we're trying to make up for it in our minds to be like normal. So we're trying to like smash 10 years of catching up into like the past two and you can't do that. You just can't. Um, so we understand the want, though, that like when you're getting sober and you've been sober for a while, the desire to like, why is not everything perfect? yet? Right. Why is everything not like what you perceive as what should be normal? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, no matter what, as long as you're improving yourself, if you're sober and if you're trying to make the babies to steps, it's a success and you have to congratulate yourself for that. Yeah. So, and so we, we would suggest, you know, trying to do one to two things at a time because, mm -hmm. you know, doing more can overwhelm you and then lead you to want to drink at least myself and Monique, we felt that way. Absolutely. So, you know, we're being a little bit hypocritical here, but that's that we're trying to show that that's the way we messed up. And, you know, um, it's probably better to do one or two things at once. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Even though it might, it might take longer that way. Yeah. It might take longer, but like you'll feel more confident with each step instead of like the chaos that we tend to have right now that we're, we are slowing down, but we do have a little bit too much chaos going on. Yeah. And you won't feel that, that overwhelmed feeling as much that might make you want to drink and, mm -hmm. you know, not drinking is obviously the most important, uh, goal ever so all the other goals are are secondary goals to mm -hmm. the the main goal of just not drinking because if you're drinking everything else is screwed up yeah so, you, you can't accomplish the other goals so yeah. if you're not sober um so. so and changing your lifestyle over time really does help like your outlook on life it helps you to lead one more of positivity which also makes it easier not to pick up the bottle because truthfully you pick up the bottle and alcohol is a depressant. So it will just keep bringing you more down. Mm. Um, so changing it, that and changing one thing at a time really could lead you to more positive. Yeah. I was going to say uh, about the depressive thing, mm -hmm. it's actually a stimulant for some people, but yeah. not everybody. So for me and Monique, it was also a stimulant. Um, and that just made, you know, you're like euphoric and and you actually could get more stuff done for a little bit. Like a tiny bit. Yeah, for like, <laughs> for like what, 10, 20 minutes and, and then you start crashing. But it is a stimulant for some people. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, if someone um, is actually an alcoholic, um, they more likely get that stimulant effect mm -hmm. to it that makes it uh, more just addicting than like a just pure depressive. Um, yeah. 
kind of thing. Yeah, it starts out as a stimulant, but then eventually gets to that depressive part, which, but usually, you know, you're a few too many drinks in at that point and you're making mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, that euphoria is gone and now it's just trouble. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what we had to deal with sometimes is like, yeah, we'd get that euphoric feeling for a little bit. So, of course, we wanted to do it again. Mm -hmm. But the depressive part really was the part that was ruining our lives. So, yeah, definitely. But, and like over time, you might want to start to view yourself differently with all these changes. Like you might start to finally view yourself as a good person because I, we both actually, um, we really thought we weren't good people anymore because of our drinking. But the truth of the matter was when we were sober, everybody still knew that the good person lived inside. Um, it was just a matter of staying sober to let that good person stay out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and you also might find yourself having like more energy in the morning because guess what? You won't be hung over. So you might take a cup of coffee or tea and go see the sunrise or something like that. You can make new choices. Um, and then like you might also find that going to a party with no drinking, but just really good food and maybe games and conversation can be just as enjoyable, if not more. Plus, you'll get to remember it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and we did that recently. We mm -hmm. had we had a party here and um you know, we had cheese and crackers and and like 2 years ago, I don't think we would have thought that it would have been so much fun. Like it was so much fun. Yeah, we know? we spent most of the night laughing hysterically um because we were playing just like silly card games and things like that and just eating food and just being happy to be together. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh Monique says um games instead of of drinks for the giggles yeah that's her her new term <laughs> it is it's my new term because you know especially after my birthday party like it just proved to be the fact that like games can be just as much fun as like drinking but you like you remember it and you're just laughing and laughing just feels great mm. you know like you just no matter what you, when you laugh you feel good yeah exactly right. and in this process you might start to view yourself um you know more mature and responsible mm -hmm. and this can lead to um you know going out and getting a better job because you you're feeling like you're competent and can do that mm -hmm. um helping your family out like this is once you're, you're more stable and helped yourself out but then you can extend yourself and start mm -hmm. helping other people out mm -hmm. you can start to help the community out and obviously become a better version of yourself and all these things just compound over time and next thing you know we were like who am I? Like, what's going on? I'm not this, this bad person that I used to be that, mm -hmm. you know, that, that like hated myself. Right. Um, and yeah, just your, your confidence will just keep going up and it doesn't have to be big changes at once. It's just, it's just slowly over time, mm -hmm. which might be annoying. Cause you know, some people might want to get back to who they, who they were or originally who they, or who they wanted to be, or who they wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that's another one too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, they want to rush the process, but no matter what, it, you do have to take the steps through the process because you didn't become like the alcoholic you became in one day. Mm -hmm. So obviously you won't fix the mistakes from the alcoholic problems in one day. Yes. You know, you have to give yourself almost as much time. And that's why Josh and I are frustrated sometimes because it was a decade long of doing this to ourselves. And, you know, in the past, like, two two years for me, three years for him, we've been making, like, big, ch like, 
changes, you know, but like we've wanted to fix all the 10 years of mistakes in the two years and that's just not possible. It's, you know, so you have to give yourself patience with that. Um, that would be my biggest advice with it. Just patience, mm -hmm. take some deep breaths and know the fact that like this is for the better. And you're on the right path. Yeah. You can know that. You can know, okay, I'm still on the right path. Like mm -hmm. I know where this leads to good things. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a plus. Yeah. And during it, like you'll feel less selfish, which is like a great thing, obviously, but really one of my favorite, favorite, favorite benefits of sobriety is people in general wanting to be around us more, mm -hmm. wanting to spend time with us. That's been like one of my favorite things. Um, because it, it's so nice to be around the people I love and the people I care about just comfortably. And no one's like, how you doing today? And mm -hmm. like, you know, asking you the questions that you know they're like, or at, without saying it, but asking, are you going to drink today? Like, it's so nice not to get those kind of questions anymore. Just actually wanting to know, hey, what's new? Yeah. Casual. Yeah, what's up? It's <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, the other day we were, well, I had to go uh, get my brother mm -hmm. and, uh, like, we were at our friend's house and, and as I was driving, I was like, oh, Monique's by herself and, you know, the, um, the our friend, you know, he still drinks and, uh, like, I was like, oh, hold on, like, should I be worried about this? Mm -hmm. And it, but then I'm like, no, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Because you've got to that point where. Yeah, at this point, like, I'm comfortable and confident, but if it was a year ago, even, yeah. that might have been a little dicey, Yeah, you know, um, because it took me 10 years to get past the year mark. I was the queen of, like, 10 months, 11 months. That that was my sobriety terms, and then, like, break. Um, so getting past a year was a really big deal for me. Um, but still at a year, you know, I was still very fragile, and sometimes I still am, you know, like, it's not a perfect process. Like Josh and I were talking about earlier, if you overwhelm yourself too much, you know, you could fall back into those bad habits, which is why we're trying to tell you, take have, it one step at a time. You might not have like the, I just thought of this, like you might not have the willpower, like right. you spread yourself so thin and you're doing all, you're focusing so hard on these things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when that urge comes, you might not have the energy or strength to fight it off. And yeah. it just like kind of overtakes you. And you know, everyone has that's an alcoholic has been through that before. Oh yeah. It's like the most common thing. And everyone's like, why did you drink? Why did you drink? It's like, are you fucking serious? Like this, uh, it's not something you can stop. Even if you have a, a lot of willpower, it, yeah. it overtakes you. You're, you know, like in AA, it says you're helpless to it. Um, you really are. True. So it's best not to even try to, you know, try to test it yeah you know? yeah like we we purposely like for a while weren't going to situations where somebody might be drinking yeah. because we didn't want like the trigger to be happening mm -hmm. um and it still does sometimes like you know we'll still get triggered every once in a while like wishing we could join in every time like we go over and, so and somebody else is drinking i just like i don't know if anyone's experienced this but like i'll just like look at um drinks and just like stare at them like like i'm in love or something it, it's so weird but like and i'm like are people catching on to this i hope not because I, I i will like be in a um like a daze and just literally be looking at a glass of wine for like 30 seconds or a minute mm -hmm. and 
I'm we've like, both done that yeah and i'm like w- like what is going on here yeah um so that's like the only kind of awkward thing and it's just because it's been such a habit for so long it's like we're literally in love with alcohol and yeah you know we broke up with yep. alcohol so and and everything's going way better since then it is so. it really is so and uh yeah, and so another benefit mm-hmm. um, is that it can make you happier uh, as there's less time for you to, you know, worry about, you know, what's not perfect in your life, what mm-hmm. we were talking about before. And, uh, you know, it can help other people out. And uh, we just wanted to uh, you to know that we are planning on uh, giving more specific lifestyle changes mm-hmm. um, that you can make in the future. In uh, future videos, we will talk about all those things. Yeah, we just wanted you to have an opportunity to really think about like what we were talking about, what kind of changes like you might make. Um, and like questions you can ask yourself to help with that is literally like, what makes you happy? Just think about that. What made me happy as a child? Because sometimes you can bring some of those things that you loved as a kid, like being out in nature or playing baseball or something like that sometimes you have the ability to bring those things back um and then also what would make me happy in the future give yourself something to look forward to something that you care so much about that like you know you couldn't do until like your sobriety like for me truthfully i've always wanted to be a mom so my desire to be a mom is strongly overriding my desire for alcohol. So it's a big help to have those kind of a things. That is true. And uh, so we just wanted to leave you with those thoughts. And we, we would love to hear uh, if you had any comments, suggestions um, with about like things that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.